Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. Today we have quite a different show in store for you. A band called Brotherly Mud contacted us, as we ask y'all to do all the time. We give you the email. It's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. If you know anybody you think who should be on this show or you have topics we'd like to discuss, well, we found a band who has a song about addiction and they wanted to come on the show. So we had them in studio. And not only is this a singer-songwriter edition of the episodes, but you also get to hear the music and then we discuss it afterwards. Let's start with our first song, which I believe is called Addiction. Please enjoy some music from Daniel, Seth, and Will, also known as Brotherly Mud. about a lot of things but mainly um i want to know about your song called addiction sure thank you for having us on here it's, it's, thank you for coming it's a pleasure um so this song kind of stemmed from my friend seth and i right here we were at we were at a bar together and i was kind of at a low point in my life as far as uh minimal substance abuse is concerned mm-hmm. Not, it, it wasn't anything really too drastic um but i was drinking a little more than i would like i was smoking cigarettes i was I was choosing to indulge in some other things of that nature. And uh, I was feeling a bit transient as far as where my life direction was headed and also um, just other things of that nature. And so I was, it was almost as if the, the things that I found myself quote unquote addicted to served as pillars of stability in my life in an otherwise unstable Point in my life like that's all you had to hang on to right was the substance. right and yeah. so in in a kind of a strange way i wanted it right because mm-hmm. i wanted that security yeah because i had there was no other security in my life i didn't i didn't really have work i didn't really have you know we hadn't started performing live as a band yet and that was kind of something that was living or looming over my head was this desire to yeah. to perform and uh yeah do you have any other thoughts no, that was pretty good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so there was actually, there was a guitar at the bar and uh, I was just, like I said, I was feeling really strange. And so in, in a moment of really abrupt inspiration, I ran outside with the guitar and I started writing this and the first line, and well, I don't know if I want to give away the first line yet. Right, right, um, right. We before, can talk about that after before you play, we play the song, it, Right, but, but, mm. but the first line was really the first thing that, that was being marinated in my head. Um, and it was actually, it was... And it was an exact, uh, I guess, topic that that I had been specifically mulling over in my mind for a while. And uh, mm-hmm. I think at first, when when I started to write it in song form, I thought like, "Wow, is this is it is it offensive? Like how I'm wording this, mm-hmm. or is it uh, you know to someone who has an addiction who's more severe than mine?" Or oh, I, right, you know I right, mean? right, right, right. I think you should just tell them the first line. Yeah. Well, the first line is is <laughs> is why is it that I want an addiction? That you will, why that is it that I, I want, want an addiction? An why addiction? is it that I want an addiction? Because in that moment, that's how I truly felt. I, I felt like I wanted that pillar of stability mm-hmm. in my life. Kind of breaks up the day in a nice yeah, way. It's absolutely. Like, without something... it, sometimes it feels like the day is just so like raw and intense. But it, like for me, maybe having a cigarette, it's like okay, well, I have a cigarette and then I do some work and then when it's feeling raw again, I, I go have a cigarette. You know, it's like mm-hmm. something that, that at least like you can count on doing. 
even if yeah. things are getting weird or you know you have to go do something you didn't plan on the anxiety starting you still have your pack of yeah. cigarettes with you yeah and i think um, when it comes to those kind of what are perceived as lower level addictions like coffee or cigarettes mm-hmm. or things like that people kind of don't take that as seriously as they do your drug of choice whatever you right. know but but the reality is is that it's it's it can be a pillar of stability in your life albeit in a, in a negatively influenced way um, oh absolutely i had a guest on who just uh, you know, was a drug addict and alcoholic and ended up relapsing, you know, in full blown relapse, mm-hmm. um, starting with gambling, yeah. which isn't a drug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there are people who can go gamble and yeah. it's fine and it's right. normal, right. but then there's people who can't, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's yeah. people who are in recovery like me who end up going to like, you know, Gamblers Anonymous once mm-hmm. they start gambling because it just gets so bad because mm-hmm. they need a crutch. I, I have a question with... if, if we are doing open subjects right yeah, now. Sure. For you, yes. uh, I was wondering. What do you think of that first line? Because we've we've had people tell us some people love it. Some people say, like, you don't want an addiction. It's something that you're it's a burden that you have. You don't want it. But we thought that was a cool twist because there is something inside you that kind of does want something because like you set down alcohol, you end up drinking a lot of coffee. You always they always have a little something mm-hmm. and maybe not There's everyone's like that. But me personally. Yeah, there's something usually replaces it, like a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Something something will like need to be in that slot. And it's like, why do I want this? And that, that was the thing that we were trying to talk about in the song. So what did you think about why is it that I want an addiction? Well, I totally relate to it, I think, because uh, like every time I've gotten sober, uh, which has been a bunch of times until it stuck finally, there's been this hole that I want to fill with something. Mm. The second I get clean, you know, I, I I get a weird haircut and dye my hair a different yeah. color or, you know, just start doing something <laughs> random just to have something to do, like right. to fill the void. Yeah. And it's like, Some sort of satiation. yeah. And it's like when I was out there using drugs, like my whole day was filled with, you know, how do I get money to get the drugs? Right. Where do I find the drugs? Then where do I find a place where I can comfortably do the drugs? Mm-hmm. You know, and then that whole cycle started over again. And right. it's like, without that, I didn't know what to do with myself there's there is uh almost sanctuary in the predictability of that pattern yeah yeah definitely um so you don't think we should change the line no we've had people people, like be very firm like you're gonna you're gonna lose people on that one because the addicts don't want an addiction and the whole thing i liked about it is of course you don't technically want it on your surface area but there's something inside you deeper that kind of does a little bit you and, know and yeah. whether that comes it. from like a, a lack of fulfillment in some other basic area i mean that obviously that remains to be seen through personal investigation but there is there is a part of you that's like i kind of i just want something like you said to fill mm-hmm. the void and i'm sure you you've know? discussed why you want an addiction before on this program right um there's just so many reasons i feel right. like you know like it's something i miss it's something it's like you know dealing with like the trials and tribulations of life and, you know, getting up and going to work and having a job and being a normal person. Sometimes that just seems so much more stressful to me that like I'll be driving down the street and I'll just see an addict sitting there and I'm like, see, he's got it easy. When really, mm-hmm. when I'm in that role, it's the hardest thing in the world and it's right. awful. Mm-hmm. But like once I get out of it, I, you know, there's always this dark part of me yeah. that wants to go back. It's like right. a darkness yeah. or something that yeah, I cling to. There's the strange grass is always greener, not necessarily. Right. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's almost like looking at your dog when you have to go to work, like, man, I wish I could just stay home and lay on that bed. But then it's like, do you really want to lay on a bed your whole life? Right, exactly. You know, so you really have to get out there and do something. Otherwise, you're you're really going to kick yourself when you're on your deathbed. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I have to make myself do stuff a lot because, yeah, it's like, especially looking at an animal, like, I just want to hang out with them all day, you know, or <laughs> yeah. sleep or do whatever. 
what they do because it looks like they've got the right call. Like that's the life, you mm-hmm. know. I, I also, We're out here dealing with stuff. I also think that those those addictive tendencies aren't necessarily strictly directed toward um, substance abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's a negatively impactful relationship, or it's being on your cell phone too much, or you know, there are so many other things aside from strictly drugs that kind of satiate that exact portion in your brain, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. the release of endorphins or dopamine or whatever, you know, that give you a similar sort of sort of high and stability in your instability, you know? Yeah. And it's just like a head change, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. me personally, I mean, like I'm the kind of addict who just doesn't like being in my own skin. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've had to really in sobriety learn how to be okay with just being and being yeah. me. Right. You know, when it's like, when I first got sober, I could not stand quiet. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't sit still. I was what twitchy and fidgety. Um, I'm, I suck at meditating, but I've been trying for, mm. for almost four years. You know, I try to meditate. Um, and I think just the counting of the breaths and the attempts at meditation I do has helped me. Um, I just do lots of stuff based on recovery. And, I, and I'm always trying to, like, help another addict. Like, mm. I do one thing every day to help another person, mm. um, which seems really just, like, old-fashioned and simple, but it's really worked for me. But it's hard. You know, it's like, it's like, and then also, um, like, exercise. Exercise has really helped me with my head. Uh, like, to sweat and to really, like, you know, work it out. As we're like, doing in this room right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, as we're sitting in this room sweating because it's hot. <laughs> and that's totally... <laughs> Yeah, it's like and it's it's like music. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. seeing music, mm-hmm. seeing bands, seeing live music. Um, if I made music, I'd probably be making a lot of it. It's so funny because mm-hmm. um, I've gone my whole life. You know, my I was always like, I want to play this instrument. I want to play that instrument. My parents were like, sign me up for lessons, and I was like, I didn't want to take lessons. Like, I just wanted to be good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just want to be a great the, guitar player. The, the I don't want to take a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or piano or drums, you know, like, went on and on with all And that's kind of what's interesting about substance abuse, too, is that there is that instant reward system. Yes. That, that doesn't come with other things that could potentially bear more fruit, such as learning an instrument, you know? Right. True. Right. But yeah, I, I want to start learning an instrument now. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, I was with some people down at the radio station and they were, you know, picked up instruments and started playing. I was like, how do I learn to play like a, a you know, a banjo or a ukulele? And they're like, you should start. Like, we'll just start jamming. And it is meditative. Yeah. Like sure. I was in there, I was yeah. just like playing tambourine and it was like meditation. It it's was a awesome. great way to not think about your addictions. Like last time I was quitting cigarettes, I the only two things that would help me were like exercise. Like you run down the street. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's always going to help because you're so out of breath that you don't want to have a Oh yeah, that you can when you can't breathe, you don't want to it's smoke. It's a lot easier, yeah. yeah. And then the second thing was, and I don't know why, it was the guitar too, but the piano, I would just sit on the piano and just play calming chords. Nothing complicated, just play these chords and I could just zen out. Right. There was something about that action that really helped me with my quitting. So I don't know if that would help anybody else, like get a piano maybe? I bet it mm-hmm. would. Might help. I totally would. Yeah, just I think to have the doing something with your hands, mm-hmm. there's that that helps. Mm-hmm. And then there's also probably the sound, like right. just music and rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's calming and relaxing, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of music it is. You know, like some, I know people who chill out to death metal. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that's yeah. whatever, hey, yeah. to each his own, you know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. It, yeah, I think it has something to do with like just the rhythm and the movement, and the, like the molecules and the music. Mm-hmm. Sure. Make it like that. Yeah, it goes with the human heartbeat. It's like yeah. what we're made out of is yeah, rhythm. Absolutely. My my grandpa always used to tell me this story of his dad, my great grandpa. 
Um, he was like a really tough guy. He like owned a bowling alley, but he said he'd be at home and he'd be just like playing simple chords, like what I was talking about, and he'd just be crying. Like, so he was like this really tough guy, and that was the one thing my grandpa used to always talk about when he would see the soft side of his dad. It was like him oh playing God. these chords on the piano and just thinking they were so beautiful. Oh, that's the cutest story ever. I love that. It's like every every girl wants that guy, right? I <laughs> really know, tough, right? but he's, playing, he's crying. Yes, exactly. He's tough and he protects you and he can fix things, but he cries and plays piano at night. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> so are we going to, let's hear, let's hear uh, Addiction. Absolutely. And then we'll talk a little bit about it. Right on. Well, what we found through playing music, too, is it's all the, the imperfections and the humanness that makes something interesting. Yep. If it's too perfect, no one's really that interested. Oh, I know. Yeah, if it's too polished, it comes yeah. off like crap. It's better. Really. Totally. It takes a lot of pressure off us as performers, too. Mm. It's like, oh, we messed up. Good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> they probably really like Good. that. Good. We gave it flavor. That's not a mess up. That's exactly. flavor. Yep. That's true. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, this song's called Addiction. <clears throat> this one's going on our new album. We're going to make a music video eventually. If you want to know when all this is going down, uh, brotherlymud.com is the way to go. Um, we have a mailing list to sign up for, and that'll let you know when our videos come out, when we play in your area. Um, pitch over. <laughs> Here's our song called Addiction. <laughs> Why is it that I want an addiction? Maybe just to feel something else other than a sober self I'm thinking maybe it'll feed my mind Marked with all this wasted time I built a maze, my own design And it tears when you know it's wrong but easiness ain't easy when it's gone And no, I'd stare At the man I cannot see In the mirror anymore I just want to celebrate my life Fear and love ain't equal in this fight My device makes me selfish with my time And this is where I draw the line Sorrow has a silver lining A fellowship of broken men Can still come back from where they've been With hearts of those that shine out all the darkness Well heaven knows I needed them When addiction was my only friend And it tears when you hide your shame but selflessness will lead you into grace And oh my soul Is the only part of me That I need To be free I just want to celebrate my life Cause fear and love ain't equal in this fight My device makes 
makes me selfish with my time And this is where I draw the line My device makes me selfish with my time And this is where I draw the line That was awesome. I, okay, I have a couple of questions. Okay, first of all, can you tell me the line again about a fellowship of broken men? Fellowship of broken men can still come back from where they've been with hearts of those that shine out all the darkness. That is, like, the essence of recovery. Like, I almost cried when you, I was like, oh, when I heard that. That is beautiful. That is, I mean, that's what we call ourselves in recovery, a fellowship. Yeah. You know, and we're all broken and that's We didn't how... even know that when we wrote that. Really? Yeah. It just felt right. Yeah. No, that I mean that is beautiful. That's what we are. Like a fellowship of broken people come together to help each other stay sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or to get sober and all of that. Mm-hmm. That was really awesome. And I I noticed um you guys do a lot of like looking at each other and mm-hmm. deciding things without yeah. talking. That yeah. what is that? That's how do you just, know? That's just from being knowing each other from How long have you guys known each other? Uh close closing in on a decade. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I think it has to be. It's usually about like like I think five or six years when you just start to have a look with somebody where mm-hmm. you can just be like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just stop doubting that you are reading their mind. Yeah, because yeah, you, know like, you, you know you are. I'm reading your yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, you just know you are. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good. Point. And I think that's um, that's kind of the reason why we write together so well. Mm-hmm. You know, is because we're enveloped in each other's minds in a way, and we can kind of mm-hmm. bounce ideas off of one another. And mm-hmm. Also on a friendship level, that's you know right. we've kind of helped each other out of our own paths of potential darkness. Wow, sure, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. And you've been playing together as a band for ten years. No, we've or, this is a year, a year. Right. We've been playing as a year. We really? Wrote, we wrote this song probably about five months ago. Wow. So we're about a year into playing live music. That's amazing. And you guys can harmonize so well together. It's like it sounded so pretty in here. You never know how it's going to sound, you know, when you're just yeah. sitting there and somebody's playing guitar. That sounded really amazing. That was beautiful. Thank you very much. For listening, I would like to give a big thanks to Will, Daniel, and Seth from Brotherly Mud for coming in here and playing their beautiful music for us. I think that was a really awesome song, and it was so cool to hear that from the recovery perspective. If you would like to contact us, the number is 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio, and it's at Radio Rehab Dana and all the social places. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back. Tomorrow, we've got another special episode with Brotherly Mud and a different different song.